Hello, welcome to Sportscast Podcast. My name is Jordan and today I'm going to be bringing you a Formula One mid-season special. We're going to be looking back at what has happened so far in the Formula One calendar this year in 2023, what's happened over the three-week summer break and a look forward to the rest of the season. Of course, you can catch us on our socials at UK. If you've got any questions or suggestions or what you want to make a comment on the pod, please do so over on our socials and please give us a like and a subscribe on the platform that you're listening to this on. It would really help us to grow the channel and to reach more sports fans around the world. So we'll start at the obvious place, which is to talk about Red Bull and talk about the absolute domination and overwhelming pace and speed of the RB19 car this year. Max is currently on 314 points with 10 wins and 12 podiums. Bear in mind, we've only had 12 races, so Max has a 100% podium success rate uh, with 10 wins. Checo picking up the other two wins, so Red Bull have won every single one of the 12 races so far this season. We started off with with cars that we thought potentially could get close in terms of Aston Martin, and then we've ended the the halfway through the season with McLaren, who have, have made huge upgrades, which we'll go on to talk about later. But overall, the 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 rate the, the one lap speed and the race pace of the Red Bull and the RB19 car this year is outstanding um max on a regular occasion winning by more than 30 seconds per 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 race and a lot has been made this conversation around is the mercedes of 2014 to 2019 is that car comparable in terms of how far it is against the rest of the field uh, versus how the red bull is now and I th- I think they're on par. I think watching Formula One for such a long period of time, you could you saw the domination of Mercedes throughout the the turbo hybrid era, and with the new regulation changes, obviously Red Bull have adopted them a lot better. There was that they were getting closer as the technology developed and as their their partnership with Honda grew um in 2019 and 2021 and obviously in 2022 uh, really hard fought battles between Mercedes and Red Bull but generally this year's car is exceptional from Red Bull and Adrian Newey and the team that are leading the design of that car have done an uh, absolutely exceptional job um really the 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 the, the front running team to to challenge them at the moment would be probably McLaren um, but the, the the big teams, Ferrari, Mercedes, um, can't get anywhere near the Red Bull at the moment. Talking about Checo, so the, a lot has been made of Checo's performance of, in the first half of the season. He had a really, really good start to the season. I, I think he won, uh, he obviously has won two, but I think he won two Azerbaijan, 
and another street race which has slipped my mind for the moment but he did have a really strong start to the season but he has had some really really poor form and really poor luck I, I would say it's more poor luck than it is poor form um, but he hasn't really helped himself with some of the decision making that he's he's made on track um, Q3 exits um, five he went on a really bad streak of exiting before Q3 and Q2 uh, five races in a row he crashed out in a couple of qualifying sessions as well had really uh, unfortunate luck in terms of track uh, track development and track temperature um on a couple of occasions and, and and Checo had had a really really poor form that being said he's in one of the fastest car or the fastest car on the grid he went from last to fifth in Australia he went from qualifying 11th in Spain to finishing fourth in Spain and then notably a really, really excellent performance in Austria, who where he went from fifteenth. Uh, again, unlock really, really unlucky at the end of of Q one, um, and went from fifteenth to third. And I think with Checo's contract running for another year or so, I think that he needs to have a really strong second half of the season. Christian Horner is obviously. With with Jos Verstappen, Jos Verstappen is obviously very a very influential part of the team. He's a he's he's Max's father, and he's always wanting to push Max to be the primary driver. There's no doubt that Max Verstappen is a a worthy world champion. Um, last season, the challenge for Christian Horner is how does he pick a secondary, knowing that that secondary driver or or the secondary driver that's coming into that seat knows that Checo or, or the secondary driver for Red Bull will always be on the secondary, secondary strategy. He will always have second choice of tyres. He will always have the second pit stop. He will always be expected to maybe hold cars up or, or have some kind of pit strategy if that's needed. Um, Checo's got to have a really big second half of the season to be able to keep his seat or to if he is going to be replaced and, and that's no fault of his own then he needs really good options for a strong first seat at somewhere like uh, McLaren or or Ferrari the team principal of Ferrari recently said during the summer break that both of their drivers are number one drivers and I think Leclerc does have a slight edge over Carlos Sainz but I think they are equally good. I think Carlos Sainz showed really, really um, strong pace in Monaco and in Spain, his home race of Spain. Um, but generally, I think both of those two are equal on pace and equal on skill and equal on merit. And I think that potentially that's somewhere where Perez could go if there is a, a major shuffle at the top of the Formula One, um, top top teams of Formula One. Quick rundown of the other teams in terms of how they've done in the first half of the season. So Aston Martin started off really, really promisingly. So Alonso getting a, uh, on podium five times in the first six races. And Alonso at the age of 42, who who we thought would 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 retire um, he's still going strong. He's still saying that he wants to be racing as long as he possibly can. The unfortunate part for um, 
Aston Martin, even though they had those consecutive podiums, and even Lance Stroll was banging in absolutely awesome lap times and really, really good results. Unfortunately, they don't seem to have developed the car as other teams have. I saw a graphic on Twitter, or X as it's now called, and it was saying that the team that's obviously made the most progression, which is McLaren, have gained uh, three quarters of a second over their initial Bahrain lap times, whereas Aston Martin have only gained one-tenth. So they, they haven't progressed, and I think all of the other teams have progressed around them, and they hopefully will bring some some good, really, really promising and good upgrades to the second half of the season. Mercedes, another slow and frustrating start for this to the season for Mercedes. However, Hamilton has been on the podium. No, sorry, not has been on the podium. Hamilton has had twelve consecutive points finishes, along with Fernando Alonso and Max Verstappen. The car is quick. The car is quick over one lap. I think the car likes high downforce setups as as was showed at um Great Britain the Great British Grand Prix but I don't think it's the full package yet and I just hope that Mercedes as a fan of Mercedes I do hope that they will bring something more to the second half of the season and really challenge uh, for that second place and and kick Aston Martin sort of down into into third or fourth um and they also need to be very very wary of Ferrari and McLaren as well. If they do continue to have a shaky uh, second half of the season, then they could potentially find themselves relegated to third position in the Constructors' Championship. Ferrari, no real highlights for Ferrari. Again, poor strategic calls and have uh, 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 affected Ferrari, unfortunately. They've brought in a new team principal and I don't necessarily think he's got his foot in the door as he would have liked to start off with. Um, with with really poor strategic calls and giving the drivers, in my opinion, way too many options, way too much to think about when actually the team should make the strategic calls and Ferrari should be, the drivers should be allowed to uh, drive the cars. Also a poor start to the season for a number of the low-running teams, Alfa Tauri, Alfa Romeo, Haas and Williams, there's only 11 points that separate those teams. The the Alpha Tauri are at the bottom of the table with three points on the Constructors' Championships uh, and the, the top of the pack is 11. That There really is not a lot in those bottom teams. So it is all to play for at the bottom of the pack, but I just can't see any other team other than Williams really, really making a, an impact in the second half of the season. I hope Logan Sargent reflects in this summer break um, and, and tries to focus himself and, and try and score some points. And I do believe that uh, Logan Sargent is the weak link in that Williams team at the moment. It, it, it is a car that shows fantastic straight line pace and it does generally seem like a, a better car than the Haas and the Alfa Tauri and the Alfa Romeo. They've got a brand new team principal and I really do hope that Williams do push on and have a better second half of the season because I do believe that they could probably finish above those other three teams in the Constructors' Championship if they apply themselves in the second half of the season. The biggest improvement by far and the thing that I am most excited to see hopefully continue in the second half of the season is, of course, McLaren. Huge 
huge upgrades and massive strides forward at the British Grand Prix with both drivers performing excellently. Lando Norris finishing second and I think Piastri finished fourth. Those That, that, that McLaren car is outstanding on hard tyres. It's got great one-lap pace on the softs once it lights them up. It just struggles on mediums. But the car is genuinely very, very quick on merit during the race. I mean, the last three races, uh, second and fourth at the British Grand Prix, second and fifth in Hungary, and a points finish for Norris in Belgium. Unfortunately, obviously, Oscar Piastri did retire from that race. But Oscar Piastri, again, it's his rookie season. We, we have spoke already, already about Logan Sargent, and I just think he is probably the best of the three rookies this season he's in the best car and during the second half of the year he's got a massive opportunity in a really really quick competitive car to show what he can do and to show what he's worth and to show what he can bring to formula one overall really really looking forward to seeing mclaren take down potentially Aston Martin uh, and, and potentially take down Ferrari as well. I do think that Mercedes will stride forward, but it will be really interesting to see what happens at the top with McLaren thrown into the mix. So what happened during the summer break? Well, the answer is not a great deal. It's not been an overly hectic summer break, unlike the 2022 season. Drivers off sunning themselves in various parts of the world on yachts and on beaches, far flung corners of the world, except Valtteri Bottas, who notably was doing a tour de California. If you haven't already had a look at uh, Valtteri Bottas's Instagram page, I would strongly urge you to do so. He did a, he did like a hill climb, a dirt bike hill climb, dressed as Duffman from The Simpsons, which is really odd way to spend in my opinion a really odd way to spend the summer break but if that's what Valtteri Bottas wants to do then that's what Valtteri Bottas wants to do. Alex Albon has reported to have had formal and informal conversations with a number of teams for 2025 seats and Italian media have reported that Lewis Hamilton has had a contract extension agreed with Mercedes but these uh, that the length of that contract is unknown. Alex Paolo, who currently races for McLaren in IndyCar, has said that he will not race for McLaren in Formula One despite his contractual agreements. I'm not entirely sure how he's going to get out of those uh, contractual agreements, but he is in talks apparently with Alpha Tauri and Williams. Could potentially see him from 2024 or 2025. Um, but more likely potentially when we see the new reg changes in 2026, as he's still got a couple of years left to run on his IndyCar contract. Unconfirmed seats for 2024 include the second seat for Alfa Romeo, both Alfa Tauri seats, although Danny Rick does seem to be likely to take that uh, primary seat at Alfa Tauri for next year. I did get told by one of my friends recently that Alpha Tauri next year will be using this year's RB19 car. Will that make a difference to Alpha Tauri's form next season? Who knows? Potentially the other teams will outdevelop that RB19 car. But it's still interesting potentially that Alpha Tauri could potentially be running ahead of the back runners if if that makes any sense. 
Yuki Tsunoda's not had a great 2023 and he's not really had a fantastic premiership in Formula One. So it'll just be interesting to see whether they do renew his contract um, post-2024. Lancer Street's Lance Stroll's seat at Aston Martin, however. Fernando Alonso is confirmed at Aston Martin for next year. Lance Stroll not yet confirmed, but you would struggle to see, given he's the boss's son, anybody else in that car uh, in, in 2024. And also second seats at Williams and Haas still to be announced. So looking forward to the second half of the season, then we return to Formula One in Zandvoort in the Netherlands this weekend. The current World Championship standings sees Max Verstappen at the top of the table, followed by Sergio Perez. Despite the car feeling slower and slower, Alonso maintains third place on 149 points, with Lewis Hamilton in fourth, just one point behind. Lando, after three great races in a row, is on eighth, but watch out for him rising up the rankings, likewise with Piastri in 11th. Max Verstappen is currently on 314 points, which is miles and miles ahead of Sergio Perez, and you would struggle to see anybody else challenging Max Verstappen this year. Well, I'll go as far as to say it will not happen. Max Verstappen is essentially the 2023 world champion for this year. Sergio Perez, as, as previously discussed, he's had a couple of... Um, instances where he's had poor runs of form or he's had silly mistakes and he's currently on 189 points. I can't see him losing the second place and obviously the constructors will definitely go to Red Bull based on those those points scorings. Um, but mathematically, I do think that it is going to be Max Verstappen, but it is going to be very, very interesting to see who can take third and fourth place in the Drivers' Championship. So the constructors then looks like it's going to go between four teams for second place. Mercedes, sorry, Red Bull currently on 503 points, 12 wins, 19 podiums. Pretty much the majority of the trophies and medals that were handed out in the first half of the season. Mercedes on 247 points. Aston Martin on 196 points. Ferrari just behind on 191 points, although crucially they've had three less podiums than Aston Martin, but they're only five points behind. And McLaren, after the recent run of excellent form on 103 points, I think we're going to see a four, three or four team battle for second and third. I think Aston Martin really do need to bring amazing upgrades uh, and really get back in the fight at the front of the pack um, with Fandando Alonso and Lance Stroll to be able to challenge Mercedes. They're currently, uh, what, 51 points behind? That's that's only, arguably, that's only two race wins uh, with, with Mercedes being having, having poor form, but anything could potentially happen. Mercedes could bring fantastic upgrades and, and they could run away with it. And, and, and clinch second place. So second or third is up for grabs for the majority of Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari and McLaren. I think, I hope, McLaren continue to dominate that second and third step on the podium. 
And I would love to see them sort of challenging Ferrari and Aston Martin by no later than race 16 or 17, just so we can have a fiery back end of the season. Alpine in sixth position on 57 points, well ahead, as previously mentioned, of Williams on 11 points, Haas on 11 points, Alfa Romeo on 9 points, and at the very bottom of the pile, Alfa Tauri on 3 points. I would like to see uh, Danny Ricciardo score some points at the back end of the season, and it would be great for his individual driver profile as well. The next race weekend kicks off at Zandvoort in the Netherlands and of course we will be here the following Monday to give you a full breakdown of the race as well as all the news from all the other sports around the world on Sportscast Pod UK. Thank you for listening to this F1 special. My name is Jordan. You can catch us on our socials at Sportscast Pod UK and I would be very grateful if you could like and share and subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you're listening to us on right now. It would really help us to get out to more fans of all sports all around the world every single week. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time.